Welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are feminist life and biz coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals, practitioners, and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now let's get started. We have a fun episode for you today, but before we get into it, wanted to let you know about our Join in July special that is going on right now. So this is for our September 2021 intake. The doors are open and right now through the rest of July, we are having a Join in July special where you can get $500 off. This is our quote unquote early bird rate, but we are calling it a join in July special. And we officially start the first week of September. Um, And if you join now, you get a little discount and you can, as soon as you join, as soon as you enroll, you get immediate access to our resource library and you can get started on um, books on our reading list and you can get started on all of the resources that we have for members only. So we would love to have you in our training if you want to be a part of an inclusive feminist community and learning how to be more aware and more inclusive and to integrate feminist analysis with intersectional frameworks into your practice, into your business, and into your everyday life. Go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to join us, to apply. We would love to see your name come through. Okay, without further ado, let's get to it. Hello, everyone. Cam here. I am super excited for this podcast episode because I have a special guest with me. I have Sim Fitzgerald, who is a current member in our training who joined in March. And yeah, thanks for being here, Sim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be talking to you. I'm <laughs> very excited to be talking to you. So I'll let you kind of say more about who you are and what you do. But yeah, I love Sim works with feminist millennials and um, helping them with quarter life crisis. And I just I absolutely love this. So I'm excited to talk with you. Do you want to say more about about who you are and and who you serve? Yeah, so uh, my name is Sim. And my pronouns are she, they, and I work with, well, there's been a shift actually since I joined uh, Feminist Coach Academy. I would have said, the old me would have said, I work with women who, <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to get onto that, but yeah, I, I help millennials live on purpose. And the reason why I focus on millennials is 
at the moment, the youngest millennials are, they were like 24, 25 at the moment. And the oldest millennials are uh, pushing 40, I think. So that's right in the time where this, this sort of phenomenon known as the quarter life crisis tends to hit. So um, if you've not heard of the quarter life crisis, because lots of people haven't heard of it, you might sort of be thinking to yourself, am I having an early midlife crisis? Is this a third life crisis? But it's basically that that point, usually in your late 20s, early 30s, where you have this sense of the life you have not quite fitting who you are. So there's what the hell, is, is this it? What the hell am I doing with my life? I don't know what I want from my life. You know, there's a lot of kind of soul searching going on that point so yeah so I work with people to figure out what a them shaped life would actually look like beautiful I love it so I am an older millennial I'm 36 and I definitely went through a quarter life crisis in my late 20s exactly what you're talking about actually it did start earlier than that and then there was sort of like a oh okay I think it actually started when I was 24 I remember being 24 and being like what what and, and then it kind of kind of moved through it and then it came back my late 20s and yeah early 30s i was feeling better but still like i don't know still questioning my life still questioning my work direction you know the direction of my life and feeling like definitely when i was 30 i definitely felt like this is not exactly where i thought i would be and why, why am I not where I thought I would be? You know, mm-hmm. like, why, ha- why don't I have more money? And why don't I have the relationship that I want? And, and I feel like I'm not alone in that. Do you hear that? It's incredibly common. And what's really interesting is that it's one of those things that is quite easy to recognize with hindsight. So it's really easy to look back and go, oh, yeah, that was a quarter life crisis. But when you're in the and, you know, people might talk about it quite openly. But when you're in the middle of it, you know, I've had a very similar experience as well. And when I was in the middle of it, no one was really talking about it. But it turns out we were most of us were experiencing it. So it's a kind of sense of I don't know, there's a lot of comparison involved in it and feeling like everybody else has got it all sorted out and they're all much like way further ahead than you are but actually we're all kind of looking at each other with the same with the same thoughts <laughs> right right exactly yeah no we are we're, we there was definitely a lot of comparison and i would see people a lot younger than me like attaining success so much earlier than me and i would be like what <laughs> how are they doing this and and I would feel behind and I would feel like, yeah. And you talk about this, you talk about the fe- feeling behind in life. And that is actually something that I recently don't have stopped feeling. And I think because like I had all of these expectations of myself and my life and where I wanted to be and, and how much money I wanted to be making and, you know, not that that has to define success, but I def- I mean, I'm a Capricorn. Okay. We do want to make money. So <laughs> I mean, but like, I guess I just, I felt like I had struggled so long, like trying to make, like I thought my, my old 
career. I used to have a very different work, a very different business. And I thought that that was like going to be my business. And it didn't end up being, which is great because obviously now I'm doing Feminist Coach Academy. But it's only like in the last year or two that I have, that I'm like, you know what? I'm not behind. And I stopped kind of comparing myself. And I'm just like, no, this is, I feel exactly where I want to be. And I'm not like, oh, this is the one thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, no, there might be multiple things, you know, like I'm open to, I just don't know, but I'm sort of happier with the unknown, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, that's the thing about purpose is we tend to think it's like this one thing that we find and then we will do it forever and ever and ever until the day we die. Yeah, (laughs) It's not not like that. It's like, you know, you're forever kind of tweaking and seeing how it feels and course correcting and it evolves throughout your life. Yeah. It's a really, you know, I've, I've come to a very similar place as well. I've got to say that you know, a lot of that has been around some of the stuff that we've been talking about in Feminist Coach Academy. But if you think about those ideas around, you know, being behind, like that whole idea of being behind is, you know, it's kind of rooted in systems of oppression. So it's kind of, it, it's yes. really that there's a lot of stuff that we learn that I think really compounds a quarter life crisis kind of it's why I ended up I sort of naturally came to a place where I was like I literally can't I just can't not think about systems of oppression and the work I'm doing so which is when I ended up going to the to Feminist Coach Academy because yeah it's just so tied up if you think about you know that life trajectory that we are supposed to follow you know the, the story where you're supposed to have the kids you're supposed to get married you're supposed to have uh, you know be at a certain job level and climb the career ladder in this very like upward trajectory always more always earning more yeah having the house all of all of that kind of stuff actually like your late 20s and your early 30s is the crunch point for a lot of that the point where you are supposed to have done these things and so I just feel like it's the point where you you sort of you know people talk about this sense of not really understanding how they got where they got to yeah (laughs) they were just plodding along like just putting one foot in front of the other it's like oh I got this job opportunity well it sounds good I should take it because it's more money it's more like like on paper it sounds good and you just kind of get to a point and at some point you just look around and go oh wait hang on I didn't actually design this life it just sort of happened and now I'm not sure that I really like it like this but I don't really know how to get out of it so yeah there's a lot there's a lot of um stuff tied up in that period of our life yeah exactly like those messages that we we get those messages from systems of oppression and then we can internalize them and feel like yeah feel like we're not you know feel like we're behind feel like we're not enough right feel like we haven't achieved enough or succeeded enough or whatever it is. Yeah. I absolutely think that, that it is tied to systems of oppression and it's hard not to, when you start learning more about how systemic oppression has influenced 
of pretty much every part of our mm-hmm. life, like it's hard not to continue to see it everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. And not just what we should do, but also like what we're what we feel locked out of. Yeah. Um, you know, my own personal experience is it took me quite a long time to get to the stage where I set up my own business and I'm doing what I'm doing because when I look at it, it's like, I don't know, like little brown women like me don't start businesses and talk on podcasts and, <laughs> you know, like actually yeah. like share their opinion with the whole world. You know, there's a mm. there's a lot in what you think you're not allowed to do as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, um, there's, there's kind of like a double double thing with a quarter life crisis either you feel locked into a life that you don't want or you feel locked out of a life that you do want right right because society is told to like people you know no like this isn't your path or this isn't your trajectory or Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think helped you sort of realize like no like this is what this is what I want to do and this is what I can do for me, it was, so one of the things was getting really clear on my own personal values, almost like creating my own little like rules to live by yes. that were someone else's rules. So it's kind of taking time to figure out, and, you know, there was a lot of trial and error, of course. Oh, yeah. But, you know, kind of looking for the threads in my life and, yeah, testing and refining and seeing what felt good, really. Um, I think I kind of cheated a little, a little <laughs> bit in that, like, I say, you know, I was very lucky that my mum is a bit of like, she's a bit like the black sheep of the family in the sense of she sort of, she was the one that did stuff that was kind of outside of the box. She's the one that like moved from Sri Lanka to England to go do graphic design, which is like a very oh, not, cool. not like Asian approved. Right, right. <laughs> thing to do um married my dad who's who he's white so she did a lot of, she was champion dra- javelin thrower like she did a lot of stuff that oh, nice. was like outside of the outside of the books and also you know my family at the time of my quarter life crisis I was the only one in my family that had a kind of like traditional you can't see I'm doing kind of little quatey marks in the end like traditional Monday to Friday, nine to five. So when I say I cheated, I mean like I had examples of stuff around me. Mm, um, that's so that, you know, yeah. Of people that had, that just weren't doing things in the kind of normal way, really. So, you know, it's not yeah. that, it's not that there wasn't any of, uh, any of this. It's not that I felt like I had an open door completely, but, you know, right. I had little glimpses of, oh, actually, there was know, like I, more acceptance of like you could mm-hmm. live an unconventional life. Yeah. In yeah. a way. Do something different. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Whilst there were also a lot of messages around what I couldn't do as well. It's been right. an interesting. Kind Absolutely. Of like, yeah. Yeah. It's been a mix. But yeah. So when I say I cheated, I it wasn't really cheating. I just meant that. I had the opportunity to see things that I perhaps wouldn't have been able to. But I, I very much see how, just through everything that I've learned in Feminist Coach Academy so far, I very much kind of, I can see how having this social justice lens could have given me that if I didn't have a family who were kind of, kind of trailblazers a little bit. You know, I feel like that would have given me the opportunity to see a world outside of the one that I thought was available to me. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Glad you feel that way. Do you want to be a part of an amazing, inclusive feminist community and get certified in feminist coach theory? Then we invite you to apply for our training. Right now, we have a join in July special going on where you can get $500 off when you join in July. We are getting started in September and we would love to have you as part of our community. Go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to learn all of the details and to apply now. Hope to see your name come through. Yeah, you have this quote on Instagram, maybe you have it elsewhere, but you did it that says the real level up comes from carving your own path, which I feel like kind of describes your mom and like kind of what Mm -hmm. you just said. And then yourself as well. And I, I love that quote, because we always hear that term level up, you know. And yeah, and it's really like, about carving your own path. And that's what we do in Feminist Coach Academy is we encourage folks to do business their way if they have a business. And to, yeah, to do things in a different way, right? That that serves them better, to serves their community and clients better um, because there isn't one way. And that's kind of what we've been taught in business world and in coaching world. And, and we've been taught to sort of like, this is the glamorous life to live or this is the, the successful life to live over here. And, and then we feel kind of like we're not enough if we're not achieving that. But I mean, what I see among the feminists in our academy is so much different than that. So much more freeing people have are so much more interested in, in doing things in a more, in a more, yeah, just liberating way. And I, mm. I love seeing how, how folks are, are challenging the, what we've been taught from oppression about how to have a business and what life to live too. Yeah, I definitely feel like, cause it's not, I, I joined the Feminist Coach Academy, like obviously expecting to be like challenged and learn new things, but I kind of didn't it was a little bit it's been more transformative than I expected it to be like on a personal level as well I remember when I first started it's always like every week I would send a voice note to my friends and it was kind of like in this week's installment of the ways the FCA is basically blowing my mind really like (laughs) what how did your friends respond well you know I've, I've it's sort of I'm loving having conversations with with my friends because it's sort of opening their world too. Like there's a bit of a ripple effect that's coming out of all this stuff that I'm learning. So yeah, it's been great. But also, yeah, it's also helped me not just in terms of my business, but understanding myself um, as well. And like how I parent and my relationships mm. and everything, like how I spend my money. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of filtering exactly. through a lot of how I live, like what I watch, who I follow on Instagram. So yeah, it's been a lot, but in a very good way. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, no, it is about a personal growth and transformation, right? Like for me, I think feminism has done the most for my personal growth and transformation and like in so many different ways, right? It's not, you know, 
feminism isn't just about like changing society on the outside, but it's also about like changing those messages that we've internalized from oppression about ourselves, about who we are, about our bodies, about our relationships, like you said, Mm -hmm. about parenting, about, you know, because it's all interconnected. And so, yeah. And, And actually, we have had people take the training who are just doing it for their own personal growth, actually. And they don't have a business and they're not a coach or whatever and are getting, are able to apply what we talk about to just everyday, everyday life. Yeah, I think I came to this from a, I don't want to say like a roundabout way, but I wasn't, I wouldn't have called myself a feminist until, I don't know, a few years ago, maybe. And I think I was much more, you know, my, I am a brown person who grew up in a very white area in England. And so the first thing I felt was racism yeah, rather than anything else. So I sort of, you know, I, I, I went down that route. I studied that. I did a, I, I did my master's in race and ethnicity. So it was an area that I kind of knew, you know, I do some consultancy work around that, but it wasn't until I, I started then layering the kind of feminism on top of that and understanding yeah. that actually that like intersectionality became, wasn't a thing that I really knew about until right. like relatively recently so it's kind of like deepened a lot of my understanding and it's obviously my understanding is growing all the time yes absolutely yeah and there's there's definitely been reasons to be skeptical of feminism well really there's feminisms plural right because yeah I mean it's it's totally understandable yeah what do you think so you said just that you're only recently comfortable with that what do you think changed there I think it was understanding see I moved to London as soon as I could. So when I was 18, and that was because I didn't feel like I fit in this very white area. And it was sort of that thing of, you don't realize that you're hungry until you're not thirsty anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved to London and I started learning all about race and ethnicity. And then I was like, oh, then like my gender is a thing now. You know, I started mm. noticing that a little bit more. And I think I just hadn't really been exposed to a lot of the ideas. You know, I'm a kid of the 90s, early noughties. So feminism was that kind of Spice Girls, girl power type Oh, right. Yeah, thing. sure. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not obviously, I'm British. I am British. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I say obviously, I mean from my accent. But yeah, it was the Spice Girls, girl power type thing, which I mean, it was nice. But, you know, I didn't yeah, really yeah. relate to that. Let right. me just wear a union jacket dress and throw out the peace sign everywhere um, <laughs> it didn't really like I was like I quite like this song but doesn't mean anything for me and my right life um, yeah so it's kind of like the pop feminism you know, yeah pop culture feminism in a way yeah yeah and I think it it wasn't for a long time that I had access to ideas about feminism beyond that very superficial girl power thing and when I saw the relevance of what it can actually do for you personally I I think it can yeah it's quite liberating when you yeah when you get to the kind of deeper level yes if you feel comfortable and don't mind sharing what are some of the ways that you because you mentioned your relationship and parenting what are mm-hmm. some examples of 
changes you've been making there or you've been influenced to make? Well, one of the, one of the things is that my pronouns changed. So the pronouns I used before were she, her. And, um, you know, there was some stuff we did. It was your class cam around uh, moving beyond the gender binary. And like, I just never really thought about it because I don't experience if somebody sees me as a woman, I don't experience dysphoria around that. Yeah. And so because of that reason, I'd never actually thought about my gender identity and what it was. So that was voice note number one to my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I've been really conscious, like when I'm reading to my, I've got a toddler who is three next week. In fact, Um, I've just like become really aware of the patterns in the stories that we read, being aware of what books. I will sometimes switch up pronouns because there are a lot of main characters with he, him pronouns. So I might switch up and (laughs) read the story with using neutral, being a bit more gender neutral. Yeah. Uh, Like with they, them pronouns, for example. Yeah, my daughter can't read yet, so that works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. Well, no, that's great because you are instilling that, you know, getting rid of he as the default, right? And so you're instilling that sort of, they'll grow up with normalizing they and won't won't even question it. Yeah. So, I mean, it comes up so often. It comes up, you know, a lot of it has just been kind of noticing how gendered things are I'm really noticing my Mm -hmm. language and slowing down and really Mm -hmm. thinking about how much um you know like how much ableism is in language as well oh yeah for sure I'm quite sweary yeah me too reined it in on the podcast oh no you don't have to I should have said okay (laughs) (laughs) but you know I'm I'm quite sweary and actually Mm -hmm. when you take out um, it sounds like an odd place to start. Like, how can I swear in a really inclusive way? But <laughs> but that's something that I've been thinking about because a lot of yeah, a lot of swearing is quite like involves like ableism or you know something like not necessarily swearing, but like yeah, I guess demeaning people. Like if you say oh yeah, like. Like I, I kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've yeah, settled. Exactly. I think I've settled on asshole is quite a. <laughs> <laughs> that might be safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about fuck? <laughs> I think I know. I think fuck's good. Okay, <laughs> I think, that's my I think favorite one. So. <laughs> I think we're good with fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if anyone listening is like, no, no, these aren't good. Let us know. But yeah. <laughs> No, I hear you. I hear you. There, yeah. There is definitely some, definitely lots of language yeah. changes to be made there for sure. <laughs> That's great. That's hilarious. Uh, well, we are nearing a time, uh, but this has been a super awesome conversation. So, lastly, where can people find you, and what do you have going on right now? And feel free to share anything. Uh, so you can find me on my website, which is simfitzgerald.com. Uh, and I'm also over on Instagram. I am Sim Fitzgerald over there. Perfect. <laughs> handle. And yeah, I've got a, um, if you head to my website, I've got, you, you can see, you can see what I'm up to, but I've got a free find your why workshop, which is like 50 minutes that you can like access instantly. Simfitzgerald.com forward slash find your 
why perfect we'll get you, you started podcast, with too, living right? on purpose oh i forgot about that how could i forget <laughs> about that yeah it's called the millennial feminist guide to living on purpose and you can get it on any of your main podcast apps so wherever you like to listen to your podcasts listen 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 awesome thank you for being here thank you for having me yeah thank you for listening we appreciate you and if you're interested in our certification training and getting certified in feminist coach theory and learning how to integrate an inclusive feminist awareness and analysis of practice into your work with your clients and your business please go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to learn all about our certification training and to enroll now for our next intake. We are accepting enrollments for our next intake and we would love to have you join us. Also go to our website, feministcoachacademy.com to grab more of our free resources and to listen to other podcast episodes Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast in iTunes or Spotify and that you're following us on social media at Feminist Coach Academy on Instagram and Facebook. And if you love our podcast, we would love it if you would rate and write us a review in iTunes. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Have a joyful rest of your day.